Here's some old crap from uh, late March, early April 2021. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I've been thinking about the uh, extra 2,000 murders that have happened in the top 75 cities since George Floyd was killed or died or whatever. I haven't seen any studies, but there's something called the Ferguson Effect, which is cops have an alter, you know, cops get involved in an incident. Uh, and this Ferguson was a Michael Brown. He was a guy uh, who was shot by a cop. The cop was ruled justified. If you read the Wikipedia article, uh, you will side with the cop also. But Ferguson, Missouri, basically just St. Louis. Uh, you know, they rioted. They tore everything down. Um, and then the cops are like, you know, they were called racist. And the cops kind of stopped policing quite the same way. And they, first off, they're like, you know, when they would go there and pull up on someone, a crowd would gather and they'd start throwing things at them and yelling at them and pounding on their car. So, you know, you may be a cop with a gun. But when 20 people are pounding on your car, uh, you get afraid and you get the heck out of there. So there's some of that, but it's also just like, I'm not even going to go. Well, I guess, okay, here's here's a, supposedly what they did was if they got a call, you know, someone called 911 and then they said, okay, here's the address for the 911 call. The cop went, but they stopped just going around and kind of rousting people on the street corners. And, you know, some people don't like the idea of cops going and rousting people on the street corners and uh whatever everyone is entitled to their opinion as i always say but after that stuff you know after the riots and whatnot settled down there was a big increase i don't know the numbers but there was a big increase in murders in ferguson and st louis in general i think st louis is now the murder capital of america they passed up uh, dc and chicago and uh, whoever else was trying to win that trophy. So that's the Ferguson effect. The cops get criticized. Supposedly they withdraw or, you know, they stop over-policing, possibly. And then the murder rate goes up. And the murder rate is really a canary in the coal mine. You know, for every successful murder, there's probably five people shot who live through it and you know for every one of those there's probably 10 assaults so it really you know if you get 10 extra murders that really means your whole crime rate is going up it's not just 10 murders and everything else is holding exactly steady okay so now fast forward to may 2020 george floyd riots five it was 570 riots in 2020 um i mean 100 of those are in portland and i think I think we've had more than 30 more riots since then. So we've had like 600 riots in the past year, plus that riot at the Capitol, which was obviously crazy. So 600 riots, and the murder rate, as I said, has killed 2,000 extra black people. And it's not like, it's not black gangsters necessarily, you know, young black men. It's not necessarily young black men who are in a gang. I mean, there's, you know, toddlers, teenagers who are, you know, about to go to college, old people, you know, it's all sorts of people. You start spraying bullets around, uh, bullets don't care. So I haven't seen any studies, but is it because the cops have pulled back? Or maybe is it because whoever is doing the shooting 
has the perception that the cops have pulled back. They're like, oh, I can go shoot. You know, that one guy who uh, slept with my girlfriend last year and I wanted to kill him. Well, now there ain't no cops around. You know, you think in his head, he thinks, and then he goes and shoots that guy that he always hated. Or maybe going and rousting on the street corners is what was preventing all the murders in the first place. I don't know. It's, uh, it's probably a combination of the two. Less cops plus just the perception of less cops, even if it ain't true. I mean, it's 75 cities, so I'm sure a lot of cities, the cops are doing the exact same thing as always. And then some cities, they probably completely pulled back. I think like St. Louis, which has doubled its murder rate. And I think it was, you know, it was leading the country before, and then it doubled it. It's kind of like the ones that were bad got worse. Worse. So, you know, who's to blame? That's the question. Some people... I think, and this is understandable, but anyways, they, what they, they blame the cops. They're like, you're a professional, you know, just because people are throwing rocks at you when you pull up on a corner for a call or whatever, you know, you should do your job. But I don't think that's really what's going on. It's not the, it's not that thing. I think cops, cops, a lot of times they, they like to go, um, mix it up with people. I saw a Portland police officer who was complaining about the riots, and he was not complaining about going and fighting the rioters with his baton or whatever. That part he loved. He was complaining about how the Portland DA and the Portland mayor were basically on the rioters' side. So, so what I think it is is that basically people, you know, academia, the corporate media, you know, about half the people on the left, they've all said, okay, all cops are racist. And then, you know, they're trying to get cops fired from their job. You know, defund the police. That's just fire all the cops. And then finally, you know, almost all of these incidents that end up in riots, if you look into them, the cop was completely justified. You know, it's like someone's shooting at him and he shot back, stuff like that. So basically, the same group of people who are saying, hey, just do your job, you're a professional, are also like, do your job, you're a professional, and I'm going to call you a racist, and I'm going to try and get you fired from your job, and I'm going to have you thrown in prison when you try and protect your own life because someone's assaulting you. So I guess that's my opinion. It's, it's kind of the ivory tower academics, and then the corporate media, they're the ones at fault, you know, basically for all of it. I mean, it hurts the cops, it hurts black people, you know, you don't want to live in one of these neighborhoods, or whatever. Maybe you do want to live in one of those neighborhoods. If you live in one of those neighborhoods, you don't want the crime rate to go up, right? You're just a law-abiding citizen, going to work every day, coming home every day, you want the crime rate to go down. So, you know, it doesn't, it really just hurts that average individual in those neighborhoods, because now, now the very small amount of, like, murderers think they can do whatever they want. And, uh, okay, thanks for listening. Thanks. Okay, let's talk about a couple of science things. Um, climate change and COVID. So, the media has a narrative that it wants to push on both of those things. Now, I personally believe in climate change. Um, 
It's not because of anything I read in the media. I don't trust them at all, but there's other people that have talked about it rationally. Uh, I listen to a lot of physicists, and so from what I've heard from physicists talking about the computer modeling of climate change, it sounds like that is real. But here's the thing. If you're a climate scientist and you, you know, you know, like a lot of climate scientists, they do a lot of like computer simulations and like, you know, say you're a climate scientist named John Doe and you run a computer simulation or, you know, 10,000 of them all at once and it comes back and it's like, oh, climate change isn't real or, you know, it's not as bad as we thought or whatever. Well, you can't publish that study. I mean, you will get fired, you know. If you, if you work at MIT, you will get fired, unless you have tenure. And if you have tenure and you publish it, then the media will not talk about it. So even though I think climate change is real, all the studies that, you know, kind of say it's not as bad as you thought, they're all suppressed. You know, you'll either get fired, and even if you do publish it, then the media will suppress it. So that's the problem. It's like you cannot trust what they say about climate change because they suppress the opposing view. And with COVID, you know, I'm sure, I believe, in, once again, I believe in COVID. I'm sure it's a real thing. Uh, you know, like the common cold, like the flu. COVID, similar to the flu. You know, it's like, it's like a bad flu, basically, which is the flu kills a ton of people every year. And, you know, so does COVID. But there's a narrative involved with COVID about masks. And I think I think it's basically because Trump didn't wear a mask. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the world, but in America, in American corporate media, Trump didn't wear a mask. And so all of corporate media is like, oh, okay, we're going to stake our flag on the mask side. And then, you know, there was protests. You know, like people... It wasn't exactly Trump supporting people, but... Anyways, there was like some anti-mask protests, you know, non-violent, you know, we don't have to call them mostly peaceful, they're truly non-violent protests where people are like, you know, I don't want to wear a mask, like, you know, this is my liberty, I don't, I don't want to wear a mask, which I don't really have an opinion on that either, but the media was like, these are the most evil people in the world, they're like, if you hate Trump, then we're going to sell you this, you know, we, we, you know, if you hate Trump, we got a story for you. These evil people who think that they don't want to wear a mask. They're just evil. The most evil people in the world. And so, you know, the corporate media played that out. And everyone who hates Trump read those articles and was like, man, I, I feel so good. I feel so virtuous. I'm not one of those evil people. You know, long story short, people are people. People on both sides are the same people should get off their high horses and uh, try and understand each other try and understand that the people on the other side are not evil you know you might even look in the mirror and find out you're the actually evil person but similar to climate change you can do a study you know basically go do a study on masks if it says that masks work publish it if it says that masks are ineffective then you know throw it in the trash can and don't ever speak of it again unless you want to get fired you know do you want to get fired do you want your wife to leave you do you want to be uninvited to all the dinner parties that you normally go to do you want your uh, you know teenage girl to 
teenage daughter to spit in your face, or you just throw that study in the trash. And so, you know, masks may work great. They may be, you know, they may go, they may have a high effective rate, medium, low. They may actually, you know, it may turn out that masks make people think that they're safe, so they go out and do stuff and get COVID even more. Like, we don't know. No one knows. If anyone says they know, they're lying because no one knows. But I guess back to my point is, if you only allow positive information out from each of those subjects, then none of the information you provide can be trusted. So basically, the corp corporate media cannot be trusted one bit on masks or climate change because they only publish information, you know, and give voice to people who support the narrative. And so I think both of those things are maybe kind of true, but don't ever trust the corporate media on this stuff because they cried wolf. You know, you cry wolf 57 million times, and now you're just a liar. Thanks for listening. So there was an attack today on the U.S. Capitol. A United States Capitol police officer was killed. A man named Noah Green, looks like he was a about 25-year-old black man, uh, rammed his car into some sort of barricade. This injured and killed one, injured one cop, killed another cop, and he went at him with a knife also, uh, and then a cop shot him. I think when you show up like that with a knife, it's a pretty good indicator that you're mentally ill. Probably, probably has schizophrenia. Seems like that's usually the one in these crazy incidents that get in the media all over the place. So, you know, it's too bad for that guy to be mentally ill. I'm sure it's too bad for his family. I'm sure he was a nightmare to have around. He's probably, you know, schizophrenia comes on in your teens. So he's probably like a beautiful little eight-year-old. And then, you know, by the time he's 20, you're like, oh my gosh, he's talking about his sentences don't make sense and I'm afraid of him. But... The case is a very good example of how the corporate media pushes a narrative, and uh, it's a racist narrative. I mean, the corporate media are a bunch of racists, basically. And they're racist against white people, which some people think that's not a thing. They're wrong. You can be racist. Anyone can be racist against anyone. It's, uh, it's allowed. In fact, it's common. So the corporate media and everyone on Twitter, everyone was getting ready. They were so stoked. I mean, they they were loving it. Everyone was high on life, thinking, aha, we got a Trump supporter who attacked the Capitol. You know, this is like January 6th. That was, you know, the second, the second, the best day of my life was January 6th when, when some Trump supporters, so you know, so-called stormed the Capitol. And today will be my second, second best day of my life when one of them killed a Capitol police. And then they were all really sad when uh, it turned out to be a black person, which kind of ruins their whole, ruins the conspiracy theories of, you know, white supremacy and white privilege, white, white guilt. That's a real one. What's the other one? Oh, right. Institutional racism and systemic racism. These are all things that may have been, you know, those terms may have applied to a real thing in the past. But as they are currently used, they're all just conspiracy theories. So what would have been front page news 
on every single corporate media outlet for the next week. You know, every out, you know, New York Times, they'll be doing 10 articles a day for the next week. So 70 articles. Eh, they're all going to have a couple articles and forget about it, looking for the next white person to do something bad. So it made me think the media basically has. There's two kind of criminals. You know, the, the corporate media is only talking about national events, events that are big enough and national enough that they want to talk about. So of the, like the, the crimes, like the murders and stuff like that, of national events, they got two kinds. They got kinds committing, they got some that are committed by a white man, and then they got one, and then there's the other kind, which are the ones that are committed by a mentally ill person. And that's it. That's your two options. And... You can never have both. You can't have a mentally ill white man because that would ruin the narrative. So, you know, if, if the person is white, then they are completely sane. It's a, you know, it's a perfect example of systemic racism, white supremacy, etc. And if the person isn't a white man, then, oh, you know, we need to, we need to ban guns maybe, or we need to put money into mental health, or, you know, ban knives, whatever. But the, you know, the ironic thing is that these, the stuff is coming pretty quick to show that the media is a bunch of racist lion sacks of, you know what, what are they lion sacks of? They're lion sacks of skunk vomit and buffalo diarrhea. So we had the January 6th attack on the Capitol where it looks like the police officer who died there, they said he was murdered there by Trump supporters. It looks like he was not murdered, at least as as far as we know right now, because the people who supposedly are the murderers are getting charged with a much lesser offense. I forget what it is. I mean, barely beyond trespassing, I think. And then we're very quickly followed up with a non-white man killing a Capitol Police officer. So, you know, one of them is a thousand articles, 10,000 articles. This next one we'll see as it drops off the radar, radar very quickly. Because if you're racist against white people, this incident is, is completely useless to you. So you just let it drop off the radar. And then the next one was an obviously crazy religious person. I will say, so this capital guy, it looks like he's a crazy religious person too. Nation of Islam. So anyways, the other one was that white guy who shot up a bunch of uh, happy ending massage parlors. And then the media is like, oh, he's white. You know, this, is, this isn't a crazy religious person. This is a white man. And then that one was like almost instantly followed up by that Syrian guy who shot 10 people in Colorado. All of his victims being white. And so the media is like, goes crazy over the first one. And then just radio silence over the second one. And uh, whatever. It's just, it, it's amusing to see how they are disproved by the facts. Like every time they're like... Yeah, we proved it. It's like, boom, the facts disprove them. All right, thanks for listening, and remember, the corporate media is a bunch of racists. Oh, I forgot this other racist thing the corporate media was doing. So there was like a big black dude who just beat the living hell out of a small old Asian lady. It was, you've probably seen it. For some reason, the guy the guy had recently murdered his mother and was out on parole, so... Whatever that means, you know, if you're trying to find video of it, it's the one, it's the guy who murdered his mother. But I went on Google News and did like a search for it. And basically every single headline is man beats 
Asian woman. Right? So the man doesn't have his race specified, but the woman does. So, you know, they could have said, man beats woman and shown you the video. Or they could have said, black man beats Asian woman and shown you the video. But because they're a bunch of racists, they said, man beats Asian woman. You know, and that is just pure, you know, that's just prejudice and using it to attack a group based on the, based on their race, based on the color of their skin. So, I mean, someday when academia gets their head out of their, you know what, if they ever do, people are going to look back on this time and it's going to be like, oh my God, it was so obvious that they were racist. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast. And thanks for listening.